In this episode, we're going to look into social learning theory as applied to gender development. Social learning theory acknowledges the role of social context in gender development. Gender behaviour is learned from observing others and being reinforced for the imitation of the behaviour. For being active and assertive and punished for being passive or gentle. Differential reinforcement explains why boys and girls learn distinctly different gender behaviours. They are reinforced for different behaviours which they then reproduce. Vicarious reinforcement. If consequences of another person's behaviour are favourable, that behaviour is more likely to be imitated by a child. For example, if a girl sees her mother being complimented when wearing a pretty dress. Vicarious punishment. If consequences of behaviour are seen to be unfavourable, behaviour is less likely to be imitated. For example, if a boy sees another boy teased for displaying feminine behaviour, they are unlikely to copy it. A child will identify with people around them that they perceive to be like me or like someone I want to be. These role models tend to be part of the child's immediate environment, so parents, teachers or siblings. In the media, pop or sports stars, attractive with a high status and the same sex as the child. Modelling in gender development occurs in two ways. A mother may model stereotypically feminine behaviour when tidying the house or preparing dinner. When a girl copies her mother setting the table or attempts to feed her doll using a toy bottle, she is modelling the behaviour that she has observed. Four mediational processes in learning gender behaviour are attention, for instance, a little boy might watch what his favourite footballer does, retention, remembering the skills of the footballer and try to reproduce these when he plays. Motivation, desire to be like his hero. And motor reproduction, to be physically capable of doing it. One strength is supporting evidence for differential reinforcement. Smith and Lloyd in 1978 observed adults with babies aged four to six months who, irrespective of their actual sex, were dressed half the time in boys clothes and half the time in girls clothes. Babies assumed to be boys were encouraged to be adventurous and active and given a hammer-shaped rattle. Babies assumed to be girls were reinforced for passivity, given a doll and praised for being pretty. This suggests that gender appropriate behaviour is stamped at an early age through differential reinforcement and supports the social learning theory explanation of gender development. As a counterpoint, differential reinforcement may not be the cause of gender differences. Adults may respond to innate gender differences in their own children by encouraging naturally boisterous boys to be active. This suggests that it is likely that social learning is only part of the explanation of how children acquire gender-related behaviours. Another strength is that social learning theory can explain cultural changes. There is more androgyny, less of a clear-cut distinction between stereotypically masculine and feminine behaviour in many societies today than there was in, say, the 1950s. This shift in social expectations and cultural norms means new forms of gender behaviour are unlikely to be punished and may be reinforced. This shows that social learning, not biology, can better explain gender behaviour. Cognitive factors could also explain cultural changes in terms of schema or stereotypes. 
One limitation is that social learning theory does not explain the developmental process. The implication of social learning theory is that modelling of gender-appropriate behaviour can occur at any age, i.e. from birth onwards. It's illogical that children who are, say, two learn in the same way as children who are nine. This conflicts with Kohlberg's theory, for instance. This shows that influence of age and maturation, i.e. development, on learning gender concepts is not considered by social learning theory a limitation.